Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the sixth edition of the Hands On Podcast. Uh, we are a beefalo down tonight. He is he is traveling, um, so I'm sitting next to Cotton Eye Joe, and we've got uh, <laughs> Pat. Fucking name changes every fucking day. And we got Pat behind the behind the switchboard tonight. Brains of the operation. Brains of the operation. No, he's We're traveling. We're in trouble. We went over to yeah. last time. Um. Yeah, so we just uh, just survived another another barbecue. Uh, of course, I had to stay up all night with with the clammy again, second time. <laughs> second time we've done this, where I'm the one who has to stay here, and this time I was smart and I bought some really dirt cheap blow up mattresses to have like a blow up mattress party. And uh, actually was able to get some sleep as opposed to trying to sleep on the mats. You or slept on a couch last friggin' time. And you well were I snoring like a friggin' baby. That's not true. You lying sack of shit. <laughs> so, and, and then I'm confused. You said I stayed up yeah. with Clammy all night. And then and you I got were telling us sleep. how you slept. That's I weird. got some good sleep. <laughs> yeah, see that? Well, somebody has to stay here and wake up every, like, hour and a half to stoke the fire. Who woke up every hour and a half? I did. Because Michael yeah. was sleeping like a baby. He was passed out. Well, he was up for twenty something hours at that point, anyway. So, so I let him let him sleep, and uh, yeah, it was a success. Uh, like usual, my mac and cheese was the the number one. <laughs> the votes were tallied. Yeah, uh, okay. and my artery clogging macaroni <coughs> and cheese was the best. We know thing. how you tally votes. <laughs> I, I can tell you that I will never vote for anything other than the gargonzola potato <laughs> the salad. Gar- gargonzola? <laughs> yeah. The gorgonzola? The gargonzola. You say yeah. it however you want. Yeah. I, I could win a contest eating that because I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> I think I had three plates of just potato salad. It's the best thing I've ever eaten. Hands down. Then mm. who made that? <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be me. You would like to call the old man? After the potato salad, I will call you anything you want. The old man. He's amazing. Magical hands. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was a g- it was a good time. Um, unfortunately, we didn't have any beer of our own beer. Uh, that's kind of kind of on me for having a messy basement and garage and everything in the way. But it's also on other people. For so not. if anybody wants to drink, we still got keg and a yeah, half of beer to drink. Yeah, we do. We've got come on down. <laughs> um, <laughs> we didn't drink a whole lot. Unfortunately, I was. I was fucking exhausted, and I didn't get to watch the fights that night. Um, we had – there were a couple good ones. Um, and even though I got shit, some some McGregor fan on uh, on Instagram was giving me shit for getting my uh, – for not for not guessing the, the fight right between him and Alvarez. So, of course, I oh. – <laughs> <laughs> he, gave me, he gave me the Borat, the – <laughs> oh, I guess you were right in picking the the McGregor fight. Not. Nah, t- <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, I'm gonna no, I'll just let it be. Um, but those fights, uh, pick those ones right. You know, Ultimate Fight Night ninety nine, Ultimate Fight Night uh, one hundred. Um, I don't remember what which one was which. I think. Do you remember which one was which? <laughs> I do. I do not. I do, I, I do know they both happened, but uh, yeah. which one was which is tough. 
Well, uh, one good thing is you don't have to pick a McGregor fight now. That's true. That candy ass is taken off for six months. Yeah, he is. Paternity leave. Paternity leave. Do you have paternity leave? I, no, Did I had. Did my son Dan have I paternity had a, I had leave? A, I had a, well, yeah. my wife had a baby <laughs> ten days after a fight. So. Dan fought two fights out of the hospital beds. Uh, out yeah. of hospital rooms. Yeah. He slept in a hospital room for six-week camp. I went down to I went to down to Dan's fight. Crap. I went to Dan's fight in Brazil, and Wyatt was born a week and a half later. And Sawyer was born yeah ten days after the fight with Daryush. So must be nice to make McGregor money. Must be nice <laughs> to be the boss <laughs> of the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Every fight I've uh, <laughs> I've picked against McGregor, I said he got lucky, and people asked me. I said that Aldo was going to kill him. Mm -hmm. um, I thought Eddie was going to kill him, and I just at some point you got to give him credit. Well, I, I've bet against him every time, and every time I've been pretty wrong. He's pinpoint accurate, but he, he's got great hands. He's you know he's I wouldn't say he's the hardest hitter out there. I think he hits hard enough. Well, he he hits you know he's he's accurate, and he. Yeah, and he'll hit you four times on the same spot. <laughs> yeah, so. But I don't think he, you know, because what, what fight has he ever had the, uh, I mean, Aldo. But Aldo should have come out to when fools rush in by Elvis Presley. <laughs> because <laughs> that's what he did. He's been waiting to use that one. <laughs> he was yeah. like, here <laughs> I come. I'm going to run you over. Because Aldo beats him 99 of 100 times. Mm -hmm. He he still hit that counter left. It just yeah, but since very clean. Although very had his composed. eyes closed because he was throwing his big haymaker. He was. I I agree <laughs> he with wasn't you. Even there's paying attention. There's something to be said too. I think that you. I think that you your ability to absorb punches. Gets better, like throughout a fight. You you see far few or far less uh, one punch knockouts. In the towards the end of a fight, or even after the first well, round, in the late, in the lower you do, weights, yeah. Then you do no, even in the even in the upper weights, even the heavyweights, even the heavyweights, it's more. You see more combos. I granted, they there are more one punch knockouts later in the fights, but that's right. just because they're throwing around a lot of meat. Um, but I think that you 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 do kind of. Uh, I don't even know what the science behind it would be if it's tensing up if it's relaxing if whatever the hell it is um but your ability to absorb punches gets better in a fight and it doesn't even necessarily mean that you you are getting hit before that it's just that you'll see guys get knocked out if something clean lands early in a fight you see those punches or those knockouts but right. if something clean lands in the second round you don't see as many like one punchers like that, you know the the McGregor Aldo, which was like, I mean, yeah, kid was kid was out before he hit the mat. Yeah, and um, that's what I'm saying is like he doesn't hit like, I mean, Gallard. I mean, Gallard's got what, eight of those friggin' knockouts. Yeah. <laughs> Guys are stiff, gone. <laughs> you know, you uh, don't think it has to do too with with people maybe just not hitting as hard later in the rounds or getting a little bit fatigued. Those no, punches aren't snapping I the same way. Not. There's definitely something where, yeah, the power probably drops a little bit, but I honestly think that it's it's more the the person getting punched than it's the person throwing the punch. How you have, uh, you know, more TKOs 
later where it's, you know, guys getting knocked out cold uh, earlier in fights. Um, but again, I don't know why it's like that. You know, I, I was surprised, too, that uh, Eddie, like the king of, of getting rocked and getting back up, didn't wasn't able to get back up. You think it had something to do with the new weight cut, that he's not able to IV and, um, and maybe he's a little dehydrated? I don't know, but getting, you know, get, getting getting knocked down isn't a – it's not a good trait. No. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not something – it's going to catch up with you, and it it doesn't matter who you're fighting. It's going to catch up with you if that, if that happens. Um you know, it happens a lot. So, um, it very well may have. I don't know how much he cuts. Um, you know, it's it does suck, but listen, everybody else has got to deal with it too. But, uh, yeah, so there were the, the – you speaking of, like, the, the non the non knockouts, you know, Bader, Bader ended up TKO in Nogueira in the third. Right. Um, Bader, Bader looked great, or did. Nogueira didn't look sharp. I'm not sure which one, but uh, he was <sighs> dominant. Nogueira is, he's a, you know, he's a stud. He's been around. He's fought uh, everybody. <laughs> pretty much, yeah, pretty much everybody. Um, but he was ranked like nine going into that fight, and he he didn't look like a top ten fighter. Uh, at least in the, the the highlights and stuff like that that I saw, but um, that was very loud. Pat. It, was. it, it felt beforehand. good though. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I was like the one in the in the deer woods. What's <laughs> 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 loud too? Quick. Um, why don't we see deer? <laughs> yeah. Why don't we see deer? It's because we're <laughs> opening beers, hopping from rock to rock. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, yeah, Bader did look good, and, and uh, yeah, got that TKO late uh, later in the fight. Uh, Musasi. Came out and 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 reading the play-by-play, Uriah went in there and was trying to just land those crazy kicks, and uh, ended up getting taken down off of one, and or at least bum rushed against the cage and taken down, and then didn't really have anything to to show for it once he hit the mat. So I feel like on that fight he had to know. I mean, Musasi's great. He's got great grappling. He's got great takedowns. He knew what he had to look out for and he just implemented a perfect plan. I think Hall just came in with the same plan. I'm gonna I'm gonna land that stunning puncher kick and yeah. just didn't didn't have a game plan past that and, yeah. and couldn't deal with how good Musasi was yeah. on the feet, on the ground, everywhere. Musasi's a monster. He is. He is. Uh, and he's he does some great interviews. He's got a very uh, dry sense of humor. <laughs> pretty awesome i didn't hear any of the interviews they were good he does some he does some you know some silly shit but uh yeah he's very like he plays that part of of not the 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 guy without any sense of humor any any emotion <laughs> uh he does it well <laughs> um <coughs> there was also a bellator fights um benson fought uh chandler yeah, there's another one I called wrong. Yeah. Um, you had Benson? Yeah, I, I thought yeah. Benson would be dominant. I didn't even think it was going to be close. Mm. Yeah, you know, it, I, it was close. It was a split, you know. Um, no, ben, Benson lost that fight. Yeah. He, I think he clearly lost. Mm. He didn't even look like Benson to me. He was on his back a lot. He was he was not that 
dynamic push-in-the-pace fighter that we saw in the UFC. He, yeah, it, since he's gotten the Bellator, he hasn't really fought. Even even kind of trailing towards the end of his career in the UFC. Um, not not as much, but definitely the last couple fights, he just he puts himself against the cage. Like he actually physically backs up against the cage, uh, which is weird. Uh, it's not something that you should do. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, unless you're unless you were like trying to then throw the the Superman off the cage or something like that, um, it just puts you in a bad spot because probably ninety percent of the time anybody gets a th punch thrown at them and they move backward. They move backward. They move backward. You know, it's it it's hard. And you have to work to move laterally. Uh, and and the way the the octagon or the whatever the heck the Bellator is the circle, um, the way it's shaped, you can't you can't even fully move laterally. You actually have to move into the opponent a little bit in order to move out of the way of a punch. Uh, so it's it, putting yourself there is it's just a it's dangerous game to play. Um, and and. Uh, yeah, I don't know why he's been doing it. Then he got suplexed. Did you see that? I did. That I pretty, did. That was that was pretty awesome. That was ugly. Uh, that happened to me. That's it. That I'm that done. Was, yeah, Dude, that was send the stretcher in to pull me out of there because <laughs> I'm not bouncing back from that. It was a beautiful one. It was absolutely beautiful. Uh, beautiful suplex. But um, yeah. So now Bader's coming off a real big win, and he is a free agent now. Yeah. Where do you think he's going to end up? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not exactly sure because you, you, you never know. You never know what. Even when it was the Fertitas and and Dana, you you didn't really know what the UFC wanted in somebody, um, or was willing to pay for somebody. Uh, you know, I think I think that he's. He should be too good for them to let go. They should make a good offer. Um, because he should be t top five, but with the with the new uh, with the new owners in town, you don't know. You don't know how they're gonna try to negotiate. And uh, apparently, from some of the things you're hearing out of like GSP's camp and stuff like that, is that they just were not willing to to negotiate with anything with him. But you're talking at like two totally different uh, planes. Of, of compensation for fighting, so um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'd I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him still in the UFC, but you know, there there are definitely fights outside of it for him. Well, you look at uh, Mitrione. I thought Mitrione was a good fighter. I thought he was a uh, a good personality. He sold seats, and boy, best move of his career going over to uh, to Bellator. He's going to get to fight Fedor now. Yeah, that's we'll pretty. S we'll exciting. see if that's a good move for him. But yeah. <laughs> You know, listen, Fedor, I that was one of the first fights we ever watched. We watched it at, at your house, and uh, it was it was uh, Fedor fought Zulu. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember just being like, whoa, this guy's going to get destroyed. <laughs> and uh, that was not that was not a fair fight. No. But listen, if you can say you stepped in the cage with yeah, Fedor, that's, I mean, that's, what an honor, man. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool that, uh, that, he's, that he's finally fighting, like, in one of the, you know, uh, U.S. promotions. Um, I don't know where th where is that fight. Do you know where that fight's taking place? No, I have no idea. No. Um, maybe that's 
No, they're not the ones that are having the the use, are they? Um, yeah, it'll be cool. It'll be cool from the fight over here, and you know, the the only issue is that he's been out for a bit, and I I'm of the the mindset of you know just if you're gonna call it quits, call it quits. <laughs> you know, this it. Granted, if he's making two million dollars to show up, that's a pretty pretty motivating. That's payday. compelling. Yep. Uh, but it's still it's still not a business to be in if your heart's not in it. Um, particularly for the big guys, man, because it's like it's just the there is more punishment put on them because of the horsepower, you know. So. I don't know. We'll see. We'll he's see. he's been in some battles too. I mean that that Randleman fight. Talk about a suplex! <laughs> Holy moly, the Randleman! That was a jumping. Yeah, that geez. Was a jumping suplex. He's got to still feel that when he goes yeah. to lay down at night. You know, I I almost uh, I blame the UFC too because when he was when he was under negotiations, he should have fought Randy Couture. That would have been at the time would have been awesome. Yeah. It would have been phenomenal. Yeah. They should have made that happen. Just as as fans of the game themselves, no matter what. I don't know what kind of money he was asking for, but if they were even close, I would have. I don't know. That would have been great. That's one of those ones we're always going to miss. I think the big deal with that one was that um, it wasn't just money. It was like cross-promotion, co-promotion type stuff. Um, they wanted the UFC to do like promotional work for M1 or something like that. and uh that's that adds something extra to the uh, to the negotiation table as opposed to just uh, just cash, you know. So uh, I think that's unfortunately why we wouldn't get to see that fight, but it would have been awesome, you know. And that's that's one of those things where like like the the Chuck uh, Chuck Vanderlei, you know, you wanted to see that one for so long in the UFC, and by the time you saw it, both guys were you know, in the twilight of their career and, and it wasn't what it could have been if they had fought a couple years earlier. But uh that's how it goes sometimes I guess and, and uh yeah. As, as a fan it's heartbreaking, but I'm excited. I, I don't think Federal will ever be in a fight that I won't watch. Just I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree. He started it, he's one of the Yeah, he's one of those guys that like I've got like a handful of guys that if they, if they criticize the way that I fight, I'd I'd take heed. And he's one of them. <laughs> you know, there's only there's only a f couple people that have earned that earned that right to uh, to you know have me put some weight on on any shit they talked. <laughs> <laughs> so. We did. We were a little bit late on the comments today. I do have yeah. them up though. And uh, our Steam Muay Thai coach Amr said that the mac and cheese did win hands down. Oh, oh you scumbag! Yep. Whoa, you whoa. Yeah. Hey, easy yeah. there. Yeah, easy there. Amr kick him. Kick him, Amr. Oh my Amr. God. Yep. Yeah, come on, Amr. You don't have to kiss up to him. No, I think about Amr kicking my leg hurts. <laughs> Amr is one of the. You should see that man kick the rice bag, man. Just nailing like, it. Like. I think Armour did good. You look good. I think I'm able to kick the rice bag harder than most people here, at least. And he'll like leap into that thing, and it's scary. It's 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 
it's freaking scary to watch. He used to take like <laughs> cutting boards of his old job and <laughs> and break them over the little breadboards and break them over his shins to deaden the nerves. We were doing uh, leg conditioning one day, and he looks me dead in the face. He's like, Pat, as long as you don't kick me in the knee, you can kick me as hard as you possibly can. Like, it won't hurt me at all. And I, I think that's a, a knock on my kicks, but it's yeah, – he, he, yeah, <laughs> he, he didn't care. He, his, his classes are so much fun because yeah. he puts, like, so much energy into it. Yeah. He's so – that guy loves Muay Thai. Yeah. I love taking his classes. He's, he's pumped up. He's excited to be in there. And then he kicks you in the leg, yeah. and it, it hurts when you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I always find that when I do leg conditioning, I chase people around because I, I enjoy it. <laughs> like, I, I enjoy the – I don't know what it is. Just you get into that, like, zone, and it hurts, and it sucks. But I always feel like I'm, I, I creep in on people and, yeah, follow them around the mat. That's a different mentality right there, enjoying it. <laughs> I feel like I have to do it, but I, I don't know that I've ever really enjoyed it. You don't enjoy it? No. No? That's why I'm not a fighter. Yeah. <laughs> Never will be. Um, no, you're going to fight. I have to fight. I would like to fight. You have to fight. I just need to know, so then I can yeah. have a little more weight behind my commentary, because mm -hmm. I can say I did it. Yeah. You still don't get to talk shit. <laughs> no. No, but I would, uh, yeah. at least I would know. And then you know what it's like to be in a fight. That's true. Yeah. Like a, uh, a fight that wasn't a sophomore beating the shit out of you in the parking lot in front of all the other seniors. Hmm. I don't, I don't know the specific fight, instance you. <laughs> that you're uh, referring to. And then you bit him back, and you, I think you broke skin. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to bite me, I'm going to bite you back. That's, <laughs> that's the way to go. And for our viewers at home, you should never wrestle Jim in snap pants. Mm -hmm. They were the rage back in uh, when we were in high school. They, they were, were so cool. They were hot, yeah. Until you got your snap pants ripped yep. off in the middle of the football field. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you live and you learn. Okay. <laughs> I never wear snap pants to jiu-jitsu, ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a life lesson that's sunk in deep. Yeah. Well, they're not even the, the, the thing anymore. I, I don't even know if they could make the snap off skinny jeans. Yeah. Be pretty. You could just bust them off sitting down yeah. by accident. Yeah, they'd be they'd be painful because by by design the s the snaps would just be digging into your leg. The new skinny jeans though are uh, they're kind of spandexy, so yeah. it might be nice actually. Yeah, I still wouldn't. A little bit of stretch, yeah, a little bit of pull. Maybe we got an idea. Yeah. We're gonna table that, and uh, right. and we'll circle back to it. Yep. <laughs> Trademark. Trademark. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so then y you get into that fight and then you'll be more comfortable if you ever have to defend your family, Pat. That's true. That's true. That's true. There's nothing, you know, I've never been like scared to get, you know, to, for an MMA fight or like, I'd say like that fired up, you know, I mean, I get fired up, but, uh, completely different but it's still you're going out against somebody that's prepared to to fight you specifically i think so. i think that's the beauty of it that you're you know you're going in there you're testing yourself i think you know win or lose you did it you prepared yeah. to the best of your ability you're hoping that your opponent did the same and it's i don't know it's like running a marathon you do it to say you did it yeah you're gonna go fight you're gonna test yourself no matter what the other guy's gonna do you're gonna have your game plan and 
I've been, I've been coming to jujitsu a lot more. You have been. Yeah. You understand the struggle. You kind of understand the struggle. See, you can go because it's your job. Yeah. See, I have a job. I know. And then I have kids, and then I have to. Tonight, Megan came to kickboxing. She brought my youngest son, Finn, who will be a killer one day. Yeah. We got to tone him back. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, he came to wrestling. I took Jack to swimming, and then we met in the parking lot here where I gave Jack and Katie to Megan. She took all the kids home. I did jujitsu, and now we're podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Two ships passing yeah, in the night. No, we we high fived on the way out. Yep. Yeah. You're not gonna be you're not gonna be having a fourth one anytime soon. With no. The, with those <laughs> those no. hours. Yeah, it's, it's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. But I don't know how the third one happens. So yeah. We're gonna we're gonna do some DNA testing. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 I would say though, one thing kids have done to me is that they have made me insane about home security. Yeah. Before we had kids, I would leave the doors unlocked. I would sleep on the yard. I would. Yeah. I never thought about Holy that for a second. Christ, why? Because it was just me. Who cares? Now with kids, I'm like you, a lunatic. Your kids were like my four kids. Anybody comes in the door, they'd turn around and fucking leave when they saw the kids. <laughs> it's just not worth it. They'd be it. like, I ain't going in it. <laughs> Fuck this. I'm dealing with these? Screw that. No way. <laughs> Home security. Well. You were, you had it easy. Well, how did I have it easy? You had it easy because there weren't nearly as many creeps when we were growing up as there are now. It was definitely no, a different there time. there were just back as many creeps. Time. But like I said, they were afraid of you guys. Well, but damn well better have been. You gave me a Rambo knife when I was four. Well. <laughs> <laughs> See, maybe we're doing home security wrong. Maybe we should <laughs> arm the children. Arm the children. <laughs> <laughs> we used to. We we used to. <laughs> Steal his arrows and make bows and tape the ends of the arrows up and shoot them at each other. And security, you got a friggin' dog. That's yeah. all you need. Mm-hmm. And you got a wife to throw at the burglar, whoever comes in first. Yeah. Then you can take care well, of them. I mean, here's the thing, though, Dad. It's mom is tougher than you. She, <laughs> she is the toughest Miller in town. <laughs> then Karen. <laughs> then you guys. Then you guys. <laughs> I'll give you that. Your mother yeah. is tough. Yeah. Tough as they come. What is your home security setup right now? I have two fat dogs. And that's 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 first line of defense. First of all, is to keep my my house in a disheveled state. Check. <laughs> 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 so that so that nobody's actually interested to come by. Well, uh, that's it. So you got two dogs. And the burglar or whoever, so he's coming to invade your house is going to fall in the friggin' gopher hole they dug yeah. it by Which the one? tree and be asking you to help him out. Uh-huh. Hey, I broke my leg. No, I'm Can you help um, me? <laughs> no, but I, you know, I, I'm a, uh, I, I have a, I have a handgun, you know, next to the bed. I've also got the, uh, the 45 carbine in the bedroom. Um. You know, I, I I've have a couple shotguns and stuff like that, and and uh, you know ARs and stuff. But um, I've I've decided that you know the handgun would probably be the first one that I'd go to, uh, a forty cal, um, Springfield XT. You so you have cleared the house a I couple have times. I have cleared the house on uh, at least well three occasions. I've cleared the house. Um, one time I w- I woke up. 
to the sound of breaking glass. And I must have just been dreaming about it. But I've got, you know, I mean, there's... Well, there you go. Well, yeah. Well, that's the thing is not, you know, that's why that's why uh, identifying your target is number one. So a flashlight is like the first thing and have a have a weapon mounted light or a, or a light with it uh, because 99% of the bumps in the night are non-shoot scenarios. <laughs> so... Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I freaking cleared the house and yes, I rolled out of bed, <laughs> but you know, I have, I have four kids and my bedroom, the, where my bedroom was positioned, you know, I have to leave my bedroom. It's not like in, in, I. in the best, in, well, yeah, in the best, best case scenario would be, okay, somebody breaks in your house, lock the door and, you know hide in the closet and bring your gun with you and call 911. Um, but I'm not afforded that luxury. So I did clear the I did clear the house with the with my pocket knife the other the, that was the most recent one though. Hmm. That's when when I came home to Ginger being impaled. Oh, yeah. yeah so I, I heard you were hot during that. Clear. Oh man, I was <laughs> I was fired up. <laughs> uh yeah, because it was one of those one of those things where it's like you know you come home to your dog limping around the house with his stick sticking out of her side. Um, I wasn't sure what happened at that point. You know, I had a van full of the kids and my wife, so but I made sure that nobody was in the house, even though the fat dog was inside the house, and but he could have been locked in the closet or something like that. And <laughs> uh, you never know with Dexter because he here you want yeah you want a cupcake yeah. dog go, oh yeah come in <laughs> go in the closet I know you know that's mm. the thing is is I know how he acts when I'm there when I w- the way he acts when I'm home it makes me wonder about him because he's not he doesn't give two shits about anybody when I'm home he goes up and he hugs anybody right he's he's a lot more protective when I'm not home right you know he but that's with my wife and uh, you know. Uh, the kids around and stuff like that. So I don't know how he would react if nobody was home. I, I don't know how protective and... and uh, More than if you were home? I think he... I think kids? He's, no, yeah. I think he's he's more protected. I, worst case scenario for somebody to come around is when I'm not home. And the kids and my wife are because he is a freaking tenacious... <laughs> you know, well, it's bad. big dog. How how aggressive was Pug to anybody? Yeah. The tug, lab we tug had bit me one time on the ass. Well, it's because you were running away from him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but Tugger loved everybody and yeah. was good. I mean, and the guy, the cable TV guy, or said he was a cable TV yeah. guy, came up to the house and told your mother, "Oh, I got to go in the house and yeah. check the stuff. Can you show me where to be?" And the dog friggin' started growling and. Wouldn't let the guy in the house. Mm. Tucker was a big lab too. Yeah. He was over and he was just pounds. and and yeah, he, he just friggin' I mean he loved everybody. Yeah, he just sensed something and was like, you know, screw you, because the only one home was your mother. Yeah, and he friggin' went nuts. So I think I Dexter and Ginger would do the same thing. Yeah, well, I'm saying that if nobody was home, well, they're not going to let anybody in the house. Well, maybe. But nobody's going to go in the house. But anyway. The way your dog growls and stuff at diesel trucks. Yeah. 
crazy change. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Somebody tries to get in the door, they'll go nuts. I can verify that going to your house to feed them when you guys are away for fights. There's when we when we try to count the pointers because you got to count them to mm-hmm. make sure they all come back in. So there's your two, right? Jim's two, two. and there's been Dan's, Dan's two, two and, okay. and Michael's two. Right. I think one time. So there was. There was eight of them. Right. And uh, when I opened the door, they were, I think it was Cooper, came mm-hmm. around the corner, super aggressive, growling a little bit. Right. Said, All right, guys, you want to yeah. eat or you want to <laughs> bite me? This, this only goes one way. And I think actually Ellie calmed everybody down. Yeah. yeah. And she, uh, but no, if I was a burglar, no chance of going yeah. anywhere near that house. Well, that right. <laughs> yeah, that was mind. ridiculous. It was insane. It sounded, it sounded like a kennel. <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, but yeah, you know, you, you never, <laughs> it's like, it's like anything else, though. You have to prepare for the worst-case scenario. Because, yeah, I'd love best-case scenario every time that I step into the cage and the first punch you throw is the one that lands and the fight's over. But you have to prepare for that shitty situation where things don't go right or somebody's got an edge on you or something like that. So y- you said before, Jim, that the worst-case scenario for a burglar would be for them to break in when you're not home. Well, I, I'm going to go ahead and disagree with that. I think the worst-case scenario would be for a crackhead to have been lost in your basement, coincidentally, <laughs> on the day that Ginger got <laughs> the steak for going after yeah, the bear. Oh yeah. Because that would have been a tough day for the crackhead yeah. when Jim Miller was clearing the house no, with his yeah. pocket knife, and you're just bouncing around the basement, yeah. and you just want to get high. <laughs> and here comes Jim. He's fired up. He's got his pocket knife. That's an ugly – that's worst-case scenario for a burglar. <laughs> that probably would have been pretty bad. <laughs> I was – I was making a mean face. <laughs> like, I caught myself at one point, like, snarling as I was, like, going around. Because I was, I was pissed. I didn't know what was going Rightfully on. Rightfully so. Yeah. And it's like, man, I'm, I don't know if I, you know, I don't, I've made that face in, like, there's one of, the, one of the pictures of, like, after a fight where I'm, like, yelling. And that's what I, it felt like my face was, the, the position was in. The expression that was on my face. So you looked like Howdy Doody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I hurt my back. So then I was <laughs> I like jumped down the basement stairs, knife in my teeth. <laughs> Holy Fucking shit. It wasn't in my teeth, you dope. I only ride dirt bikes after that. Obviously. Yeah. I think for the for people at home and, and you know, people that don't necessarily train, they have no idea how out of your element you are if you encountered a professional fighter. People sometimes ask me, do they know that I'm your tech guy <laughs> and that we have done jujitsu together? Like, oh, how good are they? And the only way I can explain it is that I'm not good enough to understand. I've been training jujitsu for two years, and there's probably three levels of guys in between us that kick my ass just as bad, right? Like, hmm. like Mike kicks my ass. Yeah. And you get the better of Mike. And I can't tell who's better, you or Mike, because you both beat my ass so badly. That for a regular burglar who was just wandering around the basement, that's an ugly, <laughs> ugly, <laughs> ugly day. Because you're not going to be nice. <coughs> it's just, sorry. that's a, uh, I, I would love to see it. I would like to be <laughs> in your basement with popcorn <laughs> and be like, yeah, there's a safe, buddy. Go no, after it. You know, no, because I... You wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want it. I disagree. Because it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not me and 
Dan or me and Mike or me and Shorty rolling. You know, it's it's totally different. Totally different situation. So it wouldn't <laughs> it wouldn't be it wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be like beautiful to watch. Sure <laughs> 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 as shit wouldn't. Ugh. So what do you think? If you could only have one gun for home defense, mm. what's it going to be? Well, in my current situation, in my my current home. 12-gauge shotgun with number nope. six bird nope. shot. No. No, mm. sir. Sure. No. Well, it all depends on your house and the makeup of your house. My makeup of any house. No. Why? No, sir. What do you want? What do I want? Yeah. In my house, since I have to cut so many corners to make sure that nobody's in my kid's room, uh, a handgun is the best. By far. Because I have to round corners. Tight corners. And you think an 18-inch barrel on like a uh, no. like the home defense 870 yeah. is no, too no. long? Yeah, too long. Too long. You know, and, and granted, I've that's why I have the carbine in the room as well. Because that's that's my spouse's gun. <laughs> you know, that's mama bears. <laughs> the real worst case scenario. Yeah, the real worst case <laughs> scenario is because if I got into it, if I'm – Shit goes down, and I'm grappling with somebody. My wife is of the same mindset of my mother, in that she'll shoot me to shoot that guy. <laughs> you know, there's gonna be some bodies on the floor. <laughs> <There's>, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, she, she's gonna she's gonna do what has to get done to save the kids, and, and that's it. Uh, and I wouldn't have it any other way. But for me personally, it it is a handgun. And would I like something that has slightly more capacity yeah you know nobody's ever complained about having too many rounds um yeah, granted but i don't that's the thing you don't want anything that's going to go through sheetrock why would you want a gun that you, you don't know where your kids are now coming out of the thing and the guy's coming uh, down the number, hallway number six will go number six will go through sheetrock no, too well. yes it will no, that well. yes it will it will go shoot through sheetrock yeah but not not that it it's going to do any damage that's why you wouldn't have buckshot in them either because I'm blowing holes through no, all my walls. No. Yes, a so I want to sit. A twelve gauge, a twelve gauge with buckshot is probably the most devastating weapon you could use on another person within twenty five yards. Right. Yes, granted, and somebody that's in my house was is within twenty five yards. Well, I wouldn't use buckshot in my house. But either. I think you got to give some credit too to the shotgun no. and taking away some of that precision aiming being no. necessary. No, 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 no. Because number six bird no. shot is going to stop anybody yeah. who's in your house if you're shooting at them. Okay. But it yeah. isn't going to go through that wall. Yeah. Yes, two it layers. will. It's not through two layers of sheetrock. It ain't going through two layers Bullshit. of sheetrock. It ain't. I think we, Bullshit. for the well, next test episode, it. we got to test it. We're bringing sheetrock I'll stand on up. the other side. Yeah, because <laughs> you've, you've shot a shotgun so many times in a house. Because you've done the, you've done testing. It, it, I'm telling you. Okay. We need okay. to put some use stakes your, on this. Use your Google Foo. And yeah, go ahead. I don't have a Google Foo. And Google Foo. Say, oh, yeah, you know, uh, what are the experts? What what would the experts use in, in as a home defense? They're going to choose either an AR-15. No. Yes. They're going to choose an, either an AR-15 or a handgun. It's not – it's not – some people have, you know, the – 
the, the home defense firearm. Other people have their carry gun. If, if I lived in a carry state, you know, if, if New Jersey wasn't New Jersey and I could carry, it'd probably be the, 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 the handgun that I have on, I had have on my side would be the handgun that would be my bedside. And that's it. Because you're going to train with it. You're going to put rounds through it. You're going to practice. You're going to drill. Thinking that, oh, well, you know, uh, the, a shotgun with what, – what SWAT team uses birdshot? What SWAT team is worried about? They're not worried about kids because a SWAT team don't give a shit if they shoot a four-year-old in the other room through a fucking wall. Well, the kid wasn't to, supposed to be there. You need to. You need to know. You know the kids are there. You, They're your kids. You need to. It still. It still can do more damage. It can still do more damage. Find out what the experts you say. Can use, well, I'm you looking, can use. Well, I'm looking to see what will go through sheetrock. There, uh, there are different round types. You could get. Buckshot will go through six sheets of yeah, sheetrock, but that's can, not what we're, we're, we're not using. Buckshot. Bird, yeah, birdshot. Right, no birdshot. All right. That's why you wouldn't use buckshot. Yeah. I said no buckshot. He did say that. Fuck that. If you have to pull the trigger on somebody, you have to kill them. Like, that's the whole idea. If you don't have to kill them. Well, it, the first shot then you of, don't have to pull the, the trigger. The first shot of birdshot is going to sting you enough that the second shot, when I have the gun right next to your head, is going to kill you. <laughs> so I, I got to say, let's email, I just... Let's email Jerry Mitchellack. <laughs> I just picked up a, uh, a Ruger Takedown 1022. Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't want to be shot with that. No, I, and I love it. I can get the rounds for 10 cents a round. I could Ooh. carry 4,000 rounds. Eardrum. Oh, there's a... There's a party foul. Yeah, I know. I could carry 4,000 rounds on my back if we had why to would you need get to out of the house. Why would you need to do that? It, the Four worst case scenario. Why would you need to do that? What if the, what if the house was compromised and we had Give to get – What if I had to get to your house because there was no gorgonzola potato salad? <laughs> <laughs> I got to move the kids, and I want to be able to uh, <laughs> to fire while I go. So I, I, I think no, the I, 1022 is an accurate gun. I, I it agree. folds in half, and uh, I can stock up on ammo. Listen, I can't afford to stock the, up on 5.56. Five, the, the way that it works is that it, if you have something, one, you're going to be more uh, confident and assertive when you verbally confront somebody that's, that's in, you know, coming into your home. So that's probably going to de-escalate the situation. But then also, it doesn't really matter what you have. Because by the, by the numbers that I've seen, at least, once, once a homeowner starts defending themselves with a firearm, they pretty much always make it. Like, you don't see shootouts. They're not getting into shootouts, you know. Um, you're not defending against assassinations. An assassination is completely different. That's somebody trying, specifically trying to just kill you. Uh, you see burglaries, burglaries gone wrong. You see attempted rape, shit like that. that that's what gets stopped. <coughs> and usually, yes, it doesn't matter. You could probably shoot somebody with a, ten, uh, you know, a twenty-two, and stop them from assaulting you or your family. But... You you can't you can't say that you know holy shit I, Michael got hit with a flyer yeah you know and stung yeah it stung I got hit with but a flyer. It, it only takes one it only takes one the first deer that I killed I hit 
I hit with one pellet from the buckshot well, between the ribs. A, a number six could go between the ribs and kill somebody and, and pop their heart. I know. Just like that. Well, I'm saying number six. I would, I would rather, I would rather be able to get the gun up and be faster on target than having a shotgun. Yes, yes. If somebody was going to be in my kitchen and my kids are still in their beds, all right, well, you know, every yard that you shoot that, it's going to op- the pattern's going to open up an inch. So by the time it gets down there, you're going to have a whatever, you know, pattern's probably going to be about this big. I much I would much rather have my handgun. And granted, I've shot a shotgun what? Probably like 50 times more than I've ever shot a handgun because I didn't start shooting handguns until later in life. Or more times. Yeah, probably. Um so it doesn't look like birdshot will penetrate two sheets of sheetrock. It won't. I'm telling you. Nope. There's some pictures on here, and it looks like maybe a pellet or two squeaked through, but with no real. With no real damage. No real damage. All right. We are taking a six, and I'm standing on the other side of that wall. And also, I I know it won't get through there. Why don't you do that? Why don't you do that? Who recommends it? I was I was just reading up on that, and there's pretty good debate back and forth. Um, A lot between. I I feel like a lot of these guys go over the top, though, right? Between who? There's debate on the forums. They're saying forums. that that you should have buckshot in it. That forums. birdshot isn't going to incapacitate anybody. But if you hit me with birdshot, I, I'm not robbing sure the house. Unless sure you have my is. kids strapped to your back, will. I'm going home. Birdshot is incapacitating you at, at 10 yards, which Absolutely. is all you're no. shooting in a house. At 30 feet or 20 feet, birdshot is going to incapacitate you. <laughs> I, I, I agree 100. <laughs> percent I have at, seen at that 20 you can, feet. You can wax. You can wax the loads. So what you do is you cut open. Uh, a thing of like eights, seven right. and halves, and then you pour melted wax in them, and then it hits, <laughs> and it does damage. But when it hits something that'll disperse it, it doesn't. It totally like it basically acts like one of the rounds that you can get for a, a firearm or a, a a rifle or a handgun. There are compressed. It's a compressed powder, so it hits anything that is capable of dispersing it. It hits a harder surface than flesh, and it fragments. I guarantee you <laughs> that a vast majority of professionals, shooting professionals, people who are either military, police, uh, professional shooters, working for either a firearm or ammunition company uh, or yeah. or are or are three gun I guarantee fucking to you that they are going to choose either a handgun or a carbine I I think the boss has got a good point and I think if you were if you were training with it every day and you were a military professional then yeah you're going to be pretty nasty with the handgun you're going to know your surroundings in a military type setting in your house you got kids moving around when's the last time you shot your handgun you didn't shoot it yesterday you didn't shoot it the day before the shotgun is just going to take some of the guesswork out mm-hmm. you're going to incapacitate somebody with birdshot you're not going to have to worry about going through sheetrock and, and it's hit it's one of your kids I mean that's the big thing is you don't you don't 
somebody's running down your hallway and you're you're ripping off shots at them, and one of your kids is, a, I mean, it's going through the sheetrock and, you know, where the birdshot is. I, they can be in their room screaming because the burglar's in your house and he's in your hallway and your 25-foot hallway from one end to the other, he's going down with number six birdshot in him. I guess to what what kind of settles it as far as the professionals, Jim, and you do have a good point. Is what does the U.S. military use? They're using ARs, two, two, three, five. Well, five, five, six is the military. Round. They're not sending guys around with uh, no, eight seven. And they're and they're clearing huts and homes over on the other side of the world. You know, like would it work? Yes, yes, it would work. But. It is much – the, the only reason that I would use a shotgun is for the ease of my wife to use it. That's really it. But that is not your wife's gun. That is not my wife's gun, no. Why is that? The shotgun? Yeah. Because I would rather her be shooting uh, a solid because if she's going to shoot somebody, I want them to go down. There's no way you shoot somebody with birdshot and they don't go down. There's no way. Yeah, there, there, at, there at, are ways. at fifty yards, there yeah, ways. they're not going down. But you're they're shooting the guy. At the, yeah, yeah, you're shooting ways. the guy from your house yeah. in the neighbor's driveway with a birdshot. Okay, I'm not. Why would I be doing something? Well, like that's that? what I mean. He's in your why house. Why would I do something like that? So number six birdshot what in your house. What if he's is wearing, all you need? What if he's wearing? Uh, uh, a uh, filsed tin cloth jacket, uh, a down vest, and then a wool vest underneath that. It might knock the wind out of him, but it's probably not good. Well, hold <laughs> and on. And you just high. told me it would go through two sheets of sheet rock, high. And now it's not going through a filsed wool jacket and a pair well, of uh, again, uh, again. Duluth grouchy pants or whatever. Again. <laughs> Again. Grouchy pants. Grouchy pants. <laughs> I've worn those before. They, they made me miserable. <laughs> there are there. <laughs> they they have rounds that you buy for your your handgun, your carry handgun, that are purpose built for penetration through heavy clothing, for win through winter clothing. That goes to tell you something. Yeah, that they're marketing and making some money on you. That's what that tells me. Yeah, exactly. That's what it tells You don't me. think my 9 millimeter is going to go through a heavy jacket? It, dep it all depends on the round. It all depends on the round. What, wh you're trying <laughs> – you have to understand that when we you – got to do a test. You, I, I want to do you, a follow-up test. We don't test. need to do a test. No, we need to do there a test. I want to bring sheetrock out in – Who the fuck are we? <laughs> when you pull the trigger on someone, you want it to be over. Yes. Over. Done. Lights out. Nine millimeters doing that, and birdshot at close range is doing that. No. I disagree. <laughs> you watch too many movies. No. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't watch You watch movies. too much of The Walking Dead. <laughs> no. No, I don't watch that. Well, I watch that, but I shake my head at it. I love that show. I don't care. <laughs> they never told us how people's skulls get so soft in when they become zombies. I've often wondered that myself, because but they I just, like just let myself enjoy the show. Yeah. They're just like, well, and why doesn't everybody have a sword? Why the hell would you use a knife on something that could Seriously. bite you and kill you? A knife is a useless tool. 
Even something like long and thin, which I have at my disposal, <laughs> arrows, <laughs> would be good, you know. Mm. The Michonne's got it figured out. Yeah. No <laughs> knives. <laughs> no knives. <laughs> so for well, th- for the next podcast, I would I like to do some field testing. We so can. We got to do it and then show it. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. All right. But okay. I think there should be a bet. You think that birdshot will n- will go through two sheets of sheetrock? No, I'm I'm saying. Do you change your stance? You turn because he saw it's you. Not, you no, googled it, no, and no, he not, told you. He, he said didn't believe you, it. but Google changed. I'm not but Google. It. I'm not worried. <laughs> I'm Why not, don't you let Google be your dad? I'm not worried because <laughs> I'm not closing my eyes. And the, some, well, something yeah, I'm not closing my something eyes you have to remember too is a shotgun, a 12 gauge shotgun. Is going to be louder. I think that's a good thing. And the thing no, is, it's not like a good you. thing. Why I not? mean, that's the thing. Little kids running around. Somebody saying, "Don't shoot! Don't shoot!" It's awful. <laughs> it's awful difficult if the neighbors hear the guy screaming and you don't, because your eardrums are blown out. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a tough, tough case in court for you. Well, I, if you shoot him once, I don't think he's gonna continue to say, "Don't shoot." <laughs> right? You got to be accurate. <laughs> and I think if there was another uh, gentleman in no. the basement Mm-mm. and he heard no. the 12-gauge go oh, off, man. he's leaving the basement. I think he's leaving the basement if he hears anything going off. So then why not use a 12-gauge? Because. <laughs> there you have it. Because it's because not as cool. Yeah, you no, can't roll not, down the not, basement no, it's not. <laughs> with that. Yeah, well, it's cool um, if you put the knife in your mouth with the 12-gauge. That's true. And you there rack you it repeatedly. You got to rack it like 10 or 15 times before <laughs> that's you That's right. You need to <laughs> empty the tube. <laughs> You guys are crazy. Uh, I'm just going to say that. And, uh, <laughs> on that note, all right. On that note, we're going to wrap things up because now, now I need to go shoot something. <laughs> we got to field test it. Mm-hmm. We're going to field a test deer. it. Go shoot a deer. We yeah, have exactly. no meat in the freezer. Exactly. You know what? I'd rather shoot a deer with a freaking copper hollow point because I have seen things happen to deer being shot with like Barnes bullets and stuff that I do not want happening to me. And that's it. One round. That's all it's going to take. It's not going to be, I'm not going to be hitting sheetrock because I'm not going to be going, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> you're making fun of me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm making fun of you because you're going to go, uh, and you're going to try to get the shotgun up. No, I'm not. Uh, and shotgun is great because I can shoot from the hip. I don't oh, have to yeah. get it up. You're standing down here. Go ahead. You come up my stairs tonight, uh-huh. and I'll have the shotgun on okay. my hip. All right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we have for tonight. Uh, these guys are lunatics, and uh, don't trust them. We'll be doing some field tests. We'll, 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 we'll get to shoot some stuff. We'll, we're going to have to. That's a win-win. Have, yeah, it's a win-win. So, uh, I don't have that many winter coats, though, so we've got to be smart mm-hmm. about this. We can, use, we can use phone books. Hmm. Yeah. Well played. Um, so well, we're you using your fills and stuff to see if it <laughs> goes through. <laughs> <laughs> this blasphemy right there. <laughs> um, thank you for tuning in. This is an episode of the Hands Out Podcast. Uh, we will be coming back up in a couple of days. And thank you and good night. <laughs>